I'm at a lovely country getaway in South Africa. My favorite places generally seem to be family-owned or run, and the star rating doesn't really matter. For Dune Hotel and Spa is one such place, with the bonus of a five-star rating. For Dune is peacefully nestled in the KwaZulu-Natal Midlands, a few minutes from Nottingham Road Village. And if those two names, for Dune and Nottingham Road, sound awfully British, it has everything to do with the colonial history in the area, and equally the setting. Apart from in the middle of the scorching African summers, you could easily mistake for Dune amongst the rolling mist that pervade the area for its Scottish namesake. You can read my thoughts in writing, but what I wrote is hardly the complete picture. Because Fordun is not only about physical pampering, but spiritual and mental healing. At Fordun, I've chatted several times with Dr. Elliot Ndlovu. He's Fordun's USP, or unique selling point. Elliot had been involved with John Bates, Fordun's founder, long before Fordun opened to the public. And if you visit and John's around, he'll tell you some fascinating background. Elliot is a Sangoma, a traditional Zulu medicinal and spiritual healer. He's also a herbalist and an ethnobotanist. Now, you may have an idea of African beliefs and definitions, but I wonder if you're aware of the stringent demands the spirits make of those that they call to serve them, with failure to fulfill these demands being punished with bad luck, illness, even death. In the book A Sangoma Story by Melanie Reader, Elliot describes his calling late one night, followed by the mental illness, a necessary process of suffering in Isuzulu, his Itwasa, in order to become a healer. As a young man, he was awoken in the dead of night by an apparition sent by his ancestors, and in terror, he fled to a river where he was submerged until sunrise. And there on the bottom of the riverbed, he claims to have acquired all the knowledge from his ancestors of his cultural heritage in order to heal bodies and minds. Calling and consulting with ancestors to help his clients find inner peace is part and parcel of his work. Elliot has three different kinds of spirits constantly bombarding him with chattering and whistling which he interprets, and he's learned to be faithful to their demands, which have truly tested him. From the early torment and tragedy came consultations with Oscar nominees in Hollywood, a meeting with Queen Elizabeth II, and a Christmas visit from a former South African state president. Elliot's tales of storm chasing and magical serpents may be challenging to wrap your head around, but spend some time with this charismatic man and his unwavering belief and earthy directness and confidence of being is compelling. At Elliot's farm in nearby Moy River are over 120 different species of healing plants used by him and in Fordun Spa and Health Products. Elliot, thank you for my consultation and for this interview. Thank you. So I want to know, did you ever imagine in your Otwasa that you would come to be here at a five-star hotel and spa like Fordun? Mm. Uh, it's unbelievable. I didn't know something will happen like that, but it happened because it's something that was planned by my ancestors. You know? Yes. I know through your ancestors, but yes. you also knew John Bates, the, the yes, founder. Yes, correct. Yeah. I joined John quite for a long time because uh, myself and John were working under the project called Midlands Investment Initiative, where we was getting involved to develop the communities. And uh, there's some times when John called me for tournament, there was a, a staff problem to try and solve that problem, you know. From that side, when I was there, it was just a farm. 
And uh, it was like a prophet to me said, John, one day we might be building a business like that. But sometimes, if it happened, will I be part of that, please? So he didn't forget that. Yeah. He didn't forget that, correct, yeah. And then he invited you to do what they had for doing, exactly? Well, uh, basically, when we there, then what happens that after I, I pass on that message, one day you visited me where I'm running a farm at the court. Uh, when he arrived to me, to come and say, hey, no, we have decided as a family to start that business. So that's why I'm here, so that maybe we could be part of it, you know. I said, John, you think we came in the right time, because now I'm about to close that project. It's got a lot, got lot of political interference, you know. So that's how I moved to Fortu. Okay. Yes. Now, going back to your early days. Yes. I know that, and it's, and it's well documented in the, the book about you by mm. Melanie Reader, you didn't have an easy time with Correct. your Amadlozi, yes. your, your ancestors. Correct, yeah. And they, they put you through a lot, a, not just you, but your whole family. Exactly. You, right, yeah. you suffered a lot, a lot of hardships and mm. trials. Mm. But obviously, now hindsight, you, you can see they were trying to get you on the path you were supposed to be on, Absolutely. where you're supposed to be headed. Right. Yes, yeah. And sometimes, you know, those trials are necessary. Mm. So since you've been here, has it become more easy? Not necessarily more easy, but do you feel that the guidance that you get is yes. better? Correct. And also, do you feel that you're more correct on your path and that Amadozi don't have to get out the baseball bat or the shambok to make sure that you are? No. Since when I started this training, when my answers came to me, because I was submerged underwater, from there they advised me, they teach me about how I should take care of them, what I should do. So even now what I'm doing, what is happening, I know the rules and yeah. structure and the instruction how to follow on the ancestral site. You know? For people who maybe not going to read the book, you mm. know, normally uh, becoming a Songoma, that takes a long time of training. Correct. You didn't do any of that. No, I didn't do it. You did a short circuit. You got a high voltage, yes, quick yeah. dose, and it, it was just cut. one night. <laughs> one night, yeah? Correct, yeah. And just just, just tell what actually happened to you. Well, uh, why is becoming a shortcut? Because my ancestors... I've been looking for a Sangoma in my family for a long time. My aunt was supposed to be a Sangoma, but she refused. Her refusal, it led to my ancestors give her a big punishment, which she died. And then after the that, she came to me and said, hey, my son, take this. And I said, how, how can my aunt say that? Because she said, my son, forgive me. This was supposed to be taken. Well, uh, from there, there was a long process taking place, you know, where things were happening, and I didn't know what to do, what to go for training, etc., etc. One day when I was at the Mother Textile, uh, my answer came to me that, no, I must end working there now. I must go home and be a, a Sangoma. So I left Mother Textile. When I arrived at home, they told me a lot of things to do, cleansing, etc., 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 where it came on the 15 October 1989. They said next year, October 15, 1990, there'll be a political violence. So you must stay here too, till we finish this healing. So through those days at night, that's where we finished having dinner with my family. When I was going to bed, I saw a coffin entering it in the door. When I look at this, I said, hey, maybe I'm going to die. Then I jump outside. Then I call my parents that I'm leaving. They said, where are you going? I said, no, I don't know, but I'm leaving. It was dark and raining. Then I disappeared in the darkness. 
That's where my ancestors told me to underwater. But I didn't know what was going underwater, but I was running like a bit crazy. But later, my ancestors were driving to underwater. You'd already been speaking and hearing your ancestors yes. from long before then. Correct. You just hadn't taken up the, the task that, yes. that they wanted you to exactly. take. Exactly, correct. So it wasn't through your training that you heard your ancestors. You heard them from, from when you were young? Absolutely. But okay. uh, I didn't know how to go for training because they keep talking to me. Yeah. When they talk, and the questioners ask me, if my answer talking to me, they said they need to be a mayor. I said, well, how? Must I go for training? But there's something that says, I mustn't go for training okay. until they tell me to go, you know. A lot of people have a vague idea of what a Songoma mm. does or is, yes. also in Nyanga. But for people who don't understand the Isuzulu terms, as a Songoma, you're a traditional medicinal mm. and spiritual healer. But on top of that, you're also a herbalist and an ethnobotanist and you've got your own farm. Correct. What I'm doing, I'm just growing these indigenous plants, as medicinal plants, as well as indigenous flower bulbs, as well as flowers. But on the medicinal, I'm just growing for my own use, you know, as a sangoma or herbalist. But also flower bulbs, I'm selling to the gardeners as well as landscapers, you know. Yeah. And uh, also... If people want to buy them, I'm selling them, taking them to the market. Your farm, which is just 20 minutes from Fordun, is also on the popular tourist map, the Midlands Meander. Mm. So people can actually come there on the weekends. Oh, definitely. There's yeah. some people that come past here and they buy. But now I still going to have to develop it, like uh, building a farm store because I've been doing processing. I'll be selling some other products here, teas, etc., and of course, your products go into the Fordun Spa. Right. There's the Andlovo range. Exactly. I, yeah. I bought some of the Artemisia oh, tea fantastic. and also the, the bath salts. And they're yeah. fantastic. Oh, they really are. Yeah, absolutely. Very nice. Yeah. You are deeply rooted in nature. If someone meets you, you can see how earthy you are. Yes, but correct. at the same time, you're very strongly connected with the spirit world all your yeah. life. And you do combine several yes. related fields. Let's talk about uh, not just the herbal work, but your other work and what someone can expect. If someone comes to you for help, do you treat them in a combined way or does it depend on that particular person, what they're seeking to heal or what they want to know about? For example, do you throw the yes, bones correct. for me, yes. use the herbs for uh, Sandile, the water for Joe, correct, yeah. or does it depend on if Joe's got a broken heart? Or no, no, give, me a, give me a typical situation. It, it depends. You know, after doing a consultation, I'll find out what exactly is the problem to that patient. So you start with the consultation. Yeah, I started yeah. the consultation, yeah. then I'll find out what's the problem. My answers will tell me that this is what must be used. Because basically, here when I'm consulting, I use bones, but my answers are I can talk to them. They recently shown, then I can hear them. Then I can translate what they're talking about. You know? So they talk to me, and also they prescribe some herbs to be given to the patient. If maybe some like, bad energy, they tell me, okay, you need to mix those herbs to help you more hair. You did throw the bones for me. Correct. And if anyone's wondering what that is, it's not just bones, it's whatever you've chosen to be symbolic. Correct, yeah. Well, uh, those bones were chosen by my ancestors were to collect them. After I've collected them, I just introduced them to them, said, this is what I got now. Then we bless them, and then we start to use them. Well, uh, I, I was very, very happy with my consultation. Mm. Okay, First of all, with your invocations and, yes, or your, yes. and your prayers for okay. guidance. And is it possible that you can do your 
your prayer before the consultation. You know, when I do that prayer for consultation, I would call all my ancestors, like Onjovu, then I'll talk to my mother's family, also, which is Ozond and Ondab, Okakash, Olope, Otlapshiro, Tetano, Tetanzo, Then I'll come to my grandmother's, for my mother's family, which is Ondela, from my grandfather's family. family is on yet on the base. So then what I have to do, I have to pray that Ulungulon Musa smart as no Musaba, traveling well and was a cancer sakes into Babangas Lakaling was selling it, Papa Sanganati was selling it. Nangle Yaku was selling it, is also in King and in Fisher's article, a man of Bagos, who Sunday led to the way to Sunday Pango Soviet to Gos Nangas Munakos, was canceling was Katan was Baba Incas was whooping course. Then, with the interpretation, it was short and sweet. I don't know if it is for other people. Yes. But it was a very direct, very straightforward mm. picture mm. Yeah. of the kind of person I am, the most important associations I have, mm. uh, and key pointers of where I am in my life, why I'm there, and what I need to focus on. Stuff, it was all very affirming, because I knew, you told me I need to meditate more. I've been, for a few days, I know I need to meditate (laughs) more. It's very uplifting. For me, it's the real, this is the real deal, (laughs) as they say. Just like you, it's down to earth, straightforward, Mm. and straight to the point. That about you, I find, Elliot, that you you never hesitate. You're always self-assured, you're never at a loss. And I think that's just because you're truly in touch with, with yourself, but also with what with your guidance, you know. Exactly. Do your ancestors, do they speak to you all the time? Do you get a break? Yeah, I do have a break. <laughs> they do talk to me. Sometimes I'm busy something, they can accept, hey, listen, it's going to be done now. In this age where there's so much going on, and it's yeah. all going on so quickly, Correct. predicting the future in, the, in a worldly sense, mm is almost impossible because things, so many things happen so much. Yeah, and they change so all the time, you know. It's not easy to predict that, you know. Yeah. No, it's not. Speaking of these times, I, I do wish that people were more careful, and I, I mean that in the proper way, full of care. And I mm. see that less and less. You have mentioned the Muti markets, for, for example, where people can go to Durban, for instance, and yes, there's correct. people selling stuff on the pavements. You know, the market vendor on that tested market, it's per annum, is at about 2.5 billion. Wow. 2.5 billion rand per annum, you know. So, which means that that's a huge market. Yeah. So, that's what the question that was eating me all the time, that why can't we start this Muti farming? Let's leave those people from the street. We cultivate them. We sell to them. Or if they don't buy, we cultivate them. We've got our own people that can go to the street and sell them because we've been producing a fresh quality motifs. Not that we'll be sitting for a long time and then become old. It's not, where, it's not even whether it's fresh or, or not so fresh. Mm. There are correct and proper procedures to correct. be followed. Yes, absolutely, yeah. yeah. Because, you know, in terms of harvesting, there's some very, very strict instruction for harvesting them, which I don't know whether they follow those instructions. You know, yeah. Because 
like for instance, you know, when we look at like we're talking about the pollution of environment, so this mood is not to be cared by our people, not anyone. Sometimes we find that people have got a lot of negativities. That's a problem. Well, that's where the pollution goes from. This from the person that's Correct, polluted. Yeah, absolutely. Where does pollution start? Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't start outside of us. We polluted the exactly, earth. Exactly. Yeah. That's what I tell the people that you know what. Even you can tell that our environment is polluted, but the pollution starts from the human being himself or herself. Yeah. And so basically, your work is. Uh, removing pollution or warning people of that pollution Correct, yes, yes, and correcting yes. them, balancing Absolutely. them. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, pollution is a big thing. I mean, we yeah. see more of it. You grew up in the Camberg, which mm, mm. it's a beautiful area. It's uh, the foothills of the mountains. And yeah. you've said you've actually noticed things becoming extinct in that Correct, rural yeah. area. It's not, it's not an area that's like, overpopulated. Like for, for example, the pool or the river that I went there for training and submerged. If you go there today, it doesn't look good. Lot of papers and plastic on the river, and the pool is not not like it was before. That's why even there, I also take all my ponds there for cleansing, maybe after six months. But I don't take them there anymore because my answer today that river is polluted now. I should do something else, you know, or maybe take them to the Bushman paintings on top of the bank, but not there anymore. So, which is bad. Imagine for the for the ancestors, it's harder and harder mm. to get the messages through. You can't even take your bones to the traditional place. Mm. They got to look for alternatives all the time. Yes, absolutely, exactly. Yeah, but they are always alternatives. I mean, yes, they are. Yeah, you know, they're wiser than than us. <laughs> they they uh, they must cry sometimes to see what people do wrongly and how wrong yeah, people are. That's why when we look at other people. Uh, sometimes they think that ancestors have existed, have expired. Other people are not believing on it. It's because of this pollution. You remember in the olden days, people used to go underwater for training. It's not happening anymore. People used to make rain if it's not raining. People used to chase thunderstorms. Like I did it before. I know how to do it, to chase it. But this thing is not happening anymore because we have polluted our environment. Yeah. So our ancestors are going with the environment. If we put it in the environment, they'll do arms fault. Let's look at them, what they're doing. Yeah. I don't know what they're doing, you know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so they, they kind of retreat. They're always there. Exactly. But what correct. can they do if people want to follow a different path? Exactly, yeah. Because when you look at ancestors, there's some other thing which, let's say sometimes I was an evil person. I was doing something wrong. After I passed away, then I see all those mistakes that I did it that was wrong. Now I start to have a forgiveness because there are people that are holy. Those are holiness people. So if they see something that they want something clean all the time, that's why I'm saying that, hey, those people, we need to respect them because they are guiding us. But if we don't, and they'll keep distance to us. Well, I hope anybody listening <laughs> take heed of that because... When uh, people won't listen because they're interested about this modernization. <laughs> the modernization have taken people them too far. But at the end of the day, they suffer and they wish to go back. But it's difficult. Yeah. 
as you say, if they go too far, it's very difficult to go back. Sometimes you, you can't go back. Exactly. Huh? Like example, we see a lot of foreigners in our country. People wish that, hey, these foreigners should be taken away. It's not easy because they're already inside. What else are you involved with besides for doing uh, on the farm? I'm involved about training children from universities, about horticulture, as well as landscaping and how to start a nursery. Does that keep you very busy? Absolutely. I'm sure the ancestors will guide you, but at the moment, any other projects that you can think of, or are you busy enough? Not busy enough. Your wife was phoning. Yes. Um, as a Songoma, are you allowed to be married? I think to get married, it is not a problem, but as I said, they need you to do their work properly. Yes. And then you marry the right person. Not to marry anyone that will abuse your traditional healing. That will do something wrong in your tradition. Take you off your path. Exactly. But they did also that you must get a better person, a quality person. Yeah. Yes, that will obey your ancestors' rule. Yeah. Yeah, because after all, they're not your rules. Yeah. You're not living by your own rules. No, no, no. no. <laughs> Is there anything else that you want to add, uh, maybe? You know, when I was in London in 1997, Queen Elizabeth II, when I was at Chelsea Flower Show, I remember her advice and some other interesting stories she was talking said, hey, Elliot, you know what? For being here in London, focusing on your African, we are here to Africanize your role, exhibiting here about traditional healing, about indigenous plants, Jews, etc., etc. It's amazing. People are getting impressed you know, about that because you're taking Africa African spirit to other countries to show people understand what is traditional about. So your importance is very, very important. So stay where you are. Don't lose your roads. You can imagine when the trees got no roads, it's dead. Mm. So you must realize though, that once your roads are finished, we're dead. So remain on your roads. Those are roads that will make you to succeed. I'm standing on my roads. That's why I'm keeping Straight, on Straight. your path. Correct, yeah. yeah. Very good advice. Absolutely. Yeah. Thanks, Elliot. Okay, it's okay. a pleasure.